So today we continue our Advent series, Pardon the Interruption. Our focus is on angels. And as we start this sermon today, I want to just say that we have our own little angel here. She's four years old. Panda Bolt is her mom sitting over here. Jim's her grandpa. And little angel, full name is Archangel, has been praying for Wendy. Over the last couple of weeks, you've been texting me and saying, little angel says, well, let's pray for Wendy, mom. She knows Wendy from Sunday school. And so a little shout out to our own little angel here at Asbury Angel Bolt. Also, another shout out for our Belize folks. Would you raise your hand if you were on the mission team last week so we know who you are? All right, look around the room, all right. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you'll take an opportunity to connect with one of these folks after the service today. So I wanted, to, uh, I wanted you to raise your hand. Second reason I wanted you to raise your hand is if you see any of those folks falling asleep, they were in at 1 o'clock or later last night, you just go ahead and wake them up, okay? Terry and Joan, you got Ed and Denise there and in the back there, Dave and Cheryl for Eric and over here. Did you just wake them up? And uh, if I fall asleep during the sermon, you just let me sleep. <laughs> and you can all just quietly go out. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> and I'll wake up at some point, you know, and then they, whoa, where'd the congregation go? But uh, I, I do hope you'll have a chance to engage those folks after the service today. Well, we began our service uh, singing about the angels, angels from the realms of glory, the angels who invited us to come and worship. We just sang, hark the herald, angels sing. By the way, trust me, that song is not about me. It's about the herald angels uh, singing glory to the newborn king and inviting the king of heaven to come down. And we're going to close our service in a few minutes singing uh, angels. Um, what is our last song? <laughs> Angels we have heard on high. Sorry, I had a mental block there. Angels we have heard on high. Right, we're going to sing that to end. So our theme being angels today. Uh, angels certainly played a big part of the Christmas story. Think about it. Have you ever uh, thought about the role and perspective of the angels at, at Christmas time? And the angels, by the way, were interrupted. Have you ever thought about the Christmas story through the eyes of angels who were interrupted. Did you ever know they were interrupted? How were they interrupted? Let's do a little refresher. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about pardon the interruption. That's been our theme for this series. We talked the first week about Mary and how her life was interrupted. How, how Mary was going along as a young teenager and she probably had some plans for her life as a first century Jewish young woman and suddenly God interrupted her life. He had a different plan for her life. She struggled with the interruption of God in her life and she questioned, but then she moved toward faith. She submitted herself to God's interruption in her life, to God's plan. She said yes to God's plan, and she was used by God in an incredible way to bring the Savior, Jesus, to the world. Last week, Pastor Gary did an awesome job on Joseph and the interruption of God in Joseph's life. Thank you, Gary, for highlighting Joseph, a significant part of the Christmas story and how Joseph's life was cruising along 
his plans, and then suddenly his life was interrupted. What can we learn from the interruption that Joseph experienced? What can we learn from the interruption that Mary experienced? And, and how can we then be open to God's interruptions in our lives and to receive God's interruptions, to be open to God's interruptions and, and, and submit to God and, and his plan and his purposes so that he can bring the Savior, Jesus, to the world again through us today, this week, this Christmas. The angels were interrupted. What do I mean by that? Well, let me ask you the question. What was the angel's primary job? What's the primary job of an angel? What, if you look from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, from creation to new creation, you will discover that the angel's primary task is worship. The primary task of an angel is to worship God. That's, that's their number one job. Here's chapter and verse. Job, chapter 38, beginning in verse four. God speaking to Job, some of you who know the story of Job will know the context of, of this, uh, this interchange between God and Job. God says to Job, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions, Job? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? Uh, on, on what were its footings set or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. While the morning stars were, 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 were sang together. What, what were the morning stars that, that God is referring to here to Job? Job is considered to be probably the oldest book in the Bible. And the morning stars were the early stars the first stars that God created, the morning stars. So as the morning stars sang together, the angels joined them in worship. Psalm 148 verse two says this, praise him, all his angels, praise him, all his heavenly host. What's the job of the angels? To praise God, to worship God. And then we go to the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter one, verse six. And, and again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. His firstborn, Jesus, into the world. Let all the angels do their, their, their main job, worshiping him. Revelation, last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter five, beginning in verse 11. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000, 
they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders, all these angels encircled the throne, the living creatures, the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. The angels worshiping Jesus. Chapter seven. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God, saying, amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever, amen. What are the angels doing? They're worshiping. What is the angel's primary task? Worship. However, God interrupts them from their primary job and sends them on a mission. What was their mission? A mission to tell Mary about a coming Messiah, the coming of Jesus. Luke 1, verse 30. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be, will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. God interrupted the angels in their primary task and, and sent the angels on a mission to Joseph to, to deliver a message about a coming Messiah, the coming of Jesus. Matthew chapter one, verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. God interrupts the angels and sends them on a mission to the shepherds about the, about the coming of a Messiah, coming of a Savior, the coming of Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. There were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What's the point? The angel's main job, their main primary task was to worship, but their, God interrupted their main primary task. The angels went from worship to mission. The angels went from exaltation to announcement. They went from worship to mission. They went from exaltation to announcement. God interrupts their worship in order that the good news of Jesus might be shared, might be delivered. Pardon the interruption. God wants to interrupt our worship 
He wants to interrupt our worship to send us as his messengers today. So we can move from worship to mission, move from exaltation to announcement, because God wants us to be angel messengers to someone else this Christmas. God wants you, God wants me to be an angel messenger to someone else this Christmas. God wants to interrupt us. God wants to interrupt our focus on ourselves. God wants to interrupt our focus on all of our planning and our travel and our decorations and our shopping and our busyness. God wants to interrupt us in the next 13 days, maybe today, tomorrow, the next day. God wants to interrupt us. God wants to even interrupt our, our, our beautiful worship on Music Sunday to be an angel messenger for someone else. To tell someone else that someone cares. To tell someone else that hope is available. That there is a path to peace, to a better life, to joy, and a brighter future. God wants to interrupt our worship, to send us on mission, to interrupt our exaltation of him, to send us to announce him that their forgiveness is available. A new life is possible. A savior has been born, who is Christ the Lord. And so, will we, will you and I be open to his interruption in our lives? In what practical ways can we be angel messengers to someone else this Christmas? In what practical, tangible, everyday ways can we, can you and I be an angel messenger to someone else this Christmas? It could be as simple as waving to someone who passes by the church uh, this week from 7 to 8.30 as we do coffee on the curb. It could be as simple as handing them a free cup of coffee, offering a smile, a Christmas invitation. It could be as simple as offering a word of encouragement to someone who is distressed, struggling, or hurting. It could be as simple as offering to pray for someone, or better yet, to pray with someone who is struggling, to pray with them. Can I have just a short prayer for you? You know, move, moving outside our comfort zone as the angels went outside their comfort zone, which was worship to mission. It, it could be as simple as giving out a Christmas invitation card or sending a text to somebody for our Christmas Eve worship here at Asbury. It could be giving a sandwich a granola bar, or a gift certificate to a homeless person that you pass. It could be signing up to ring red kettles, to ring a red kettle for two hours for the Salvation Army, be an angel messenger. What, what are the simple, practical, everyday ways that we could be an angel messenger? Could be visiting someone in a nursing home for a half hour. Or calling someone on the phone who's lonely. Be an angel messenger. Pardon the interruption. I want to interrupt your everyday life to say there's people all around us who are hurting and in need, and God is calling us to worship 
And then God is calling us to mission. God wants you to be an angel messenger. To someone today, maybe even after the service, this week, and this Christmas. <clears throat> there was a, a woman who had been serving as a housekeeper uh, for a rectory you know, for a Catholic parish. Rectory is where the priest lives, like a, like a parsonage. We call it parsonage in the United Methodist Church. So a, a rectory, she had been serving as the housekeeper there for 15 years, and uh, a, a new priest came to take over that parish. And she thought she would let, let him know about some of the physical needs that were in uh, part of the rectory, some of the things that needed to be attended to. And she, so she met with him and told him that your, your, your roof is leaking a little bit, uh, Father, and, and the water pressure isn't real good, and your furnace is not working properly. He appreciated uh, her information, he, he, and he said so. Thank you for your information, he, he said. But then he said, Mrs. Kelly, you really shouldn't say your, you know, it's not, it's not my rectory. You really shouldn't say your, uh, you know, your roof, your water pressure, your uh, furnace. You, sh you should really say our, it's, it's, it's our parish. You've been here for 15 years and I've only been here <clears throat> for a few days. You should really say it's your, your roof and, and, and your furnace and, and your water pressure. And so she thanked him and she told him that she would remember that and appreciate that she would remember that. A couple of weeks later, the priest was meeting with, with um, uh, the bishop and some other important church officials. And as he's meeting, suddenly, Mrs. Kelly, the housekeeper, uh, breaks into the room where, where they're meeting. And, and she says, Father, Father, Father. And, and she, she's almost out of breath. And, and he says, well, what in the world is it, Mrs. Kelly? She collects herself and, and catches her breath and says, Father, there, there is a, a mouse in our room and the mouse is under our bed. <laughs> now, it's important to get communication right. It's important to know how to communicate so that you're not misunderstood. Especially when you're trying to communicate something that is important and essential. God, 2,000 years ago, wanted to communicate something that was very important and very essential. And he wanted to make sure that he got the communication right. And so he sent a worshiping angel to deliver the message to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds that there was good news. A Savior has been born. We communicate for God today. We are God's angel messengers. It's essential that we get the communication right. And it's essential that we be open to God's interruption in our life so that we can move to from worship to mission, from exaltation to announcement, and that we can join the angels, hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Let's pray. God, would you, would you interrupt us today? Would you interrupt our normal flow, our preparation, our to-do lists, 
our parties and plans and lights and decorations. You're, you're not asking us to shut it all down, but you're asking us to find room for you and to be open to an invitation and an interruption from you so we can be an angel messenger for someone else this Christmas. We so desperately, Lord, want to do that. And it will take risk. It will take moving the focus from ourselves to others. It will take time. And so I pray that your interruption in our lives today would each be very specific and practical for us and that we would then be your angel messengers this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.